Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control from Happy Mammoth. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including Estro Control. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. Living Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Doximity helps over 2 million medical professionals. We are the largest medical network that includes over 80% of physicians and over 50% of physician assistants and nurse practitioners. We don't take that responsibility lightly and committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. If you want to learn more about Doximity, check out your app store at D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. That's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. My name is Amy Wanninger, and I am your host. I'm also the founder and CEO of Lead at Any Level. My guest today is H. Quintes. H. is the co-founder and executive director of San Diego Squared. San Diego Squared is an organization that connects underrepresented students to the power of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics by providing access to education, mentorship, and the resources they need to be leaders in the talent workforce. H, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Amy. I appreciate being here. I'm excited to talk to you because what you're doing is, it's not necessarily unique in the world, but the way you're going about it is unique. Can you talk a little bit about why you started San Diego Square? Yeah, I think I think that for me, I didn't have anybody growing up that was a STEM professional or that worked anywhere in STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And so I've tried to build an organization alongside some really great people that essentially is the organization or the support that I wish I had to help change my career trajectory. I was very fortunate that even though I studied political science, I went to some really great schools and that allowed me to flourish. A lot of people don't have that opportunity to go to a sort of world-renowned school. And so therefore they get these degrees that really don't have any great career prospects or job opportunities and they're saddled with debt. And so I just wanted to build an organization that really 
connects the dots between underrepresented, diverse talent and these incredible opportunities at STEM-driven companies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now look, y'all, it is crazy outside. There's all kinds of stuff going on. If you are working a nine to five, you're probably stressed out about keeping your nine to five. If you don't have a nine to five, you're probably in the middle of trying to get a new nine to five. Or maybe you made the crazy leap to be a full-time entrepreneur like me. You got the world on fire all around you in the middle of election year. A lot of stuff going on. It's just, it's absolutely nuts, right? It's nuts outside. And I could definitely see, I, let's speak for me. Look, for me, I know I be going to therapy on a regular basis. I believe in therapy, all right? Hashtag uh, black folks need therapy. Hashtag we all need therapy. We all need it. And for me, I can say if it wasn't for therapy being like an ongoing maintenance tool in my toolkit to help me stay level and help me realize that I'm okay. Everything around me is okay. Here's what I can control. That has been critical for me. And I would hope that if you have thought about therapy and if, or if you haven't thought about therapy, shoot, let's say you're like, like I ain't got time for therapy. I got, I'm too busy trying to make sure that these plates keep on spinning. I hope that you check out better help. It's entirely online. It's completely convenient, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, keyword licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is incredible. It's very challenging to move around and find the right therapist for you. The fact that BetterHelp is providing that as just part of your experience is incredible. So find your support, get the help you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash corp today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash corp, C-O-R-P. Yeah, so you don't know this, but you were speaking my language because yeah. I grew up in rural Southern Indiana. So yeah. on the surface, I don't look like underrepresented talent. I don't look like disadvantaged, disadvantaged youth, the picture that most people have in their minds. But I literally knew no one who went to college other than my doctors and my teachers yeah. until I went to college. And so what you're doing is so incredible because you're creating not just that pathway, but also that spark of imagination in these young kids that says this thing exists and I could go be it, Yeah, which yeah. is a huge, that's the first obstacle, right? Is that people don't even know, young people don't always know what jobs exist or what these opportunities even are. Yeah. And there's even a further step there, which I think is where we're really trying to hone in on, which is that you've got more women in medical school than men. You've got more women at MIT than ever before. You've got underrepresented diverse students graduating with STEM degrees than ever before, but we're still not moving the needle in company. And so what's missing at the sort of, at that, that's that sort of last mile of, okay, you got your degree. Okay. You're ready to go but you're still not landing the job. And so what do you do? You go find another job somewhere where maybe you could get it, but you're not in a STEM-driven company and your career trajectory and your pathway goes far. And so I think for us, we're focused on, you know, when I look at talent, there's two buckets, right? There's the talent of in STEM. There's the, can you pipette, like work pipette? Can you do basic math? Can you code, right? Can you do that stuff? And I think that part of talent is pretty robust, right? Developing that, meaning that's curriculum. That's done through universities and STEM programs and coding camps and robotics camps and all that. And I think you're seeing there's like a ton of that. The other side of talent, which I think isn't talked enough is for me, threefold is 
does the student have the confidence and belief in themselves, the STEM identity? Do they believe that they belong as a chemist or that they see themselves as the computer engineer? That's point one. Point two is, do they have a real nuanced understanding of the industry, right? Meaning, okay, you want to be a chemist. Do you like chemistry? Okay, great. Are you a computational chemist? Are you a theoretical chemist, right? Are you a biochemist? Really understanding the nuance. You want to be a computer programmer. Okay, great. Are you front-end? Are you back-end? Are you full-stack? What languages do you code in? These are really important things to know because the most competitive person with respect to applications to roles are going to be those that really understand the role and understand the nuance of the industry. And the third thing that I think is often under-reflected upon is, do they have the social capital? Do they have the network that can help them? Do they know someone that went to Harvard or MIT or Yale that can write that letter of recommendation? Do they know that individual that works at Google or Facebook or Illumina that can help navigate, right? And say, hey, here's this hiring manager that's for that role. And let me explain that role and what they're looking for. And here's the nuance of that, right? Because at the end of the day, for me, if you didn't grow up like you and I did with no uncle that taught us this stuff, no aunt that was in this space, then we don't have that. And so that's the focus of SD2, right? We're, we are building programs that build the student's STEM identity and sense of belonging, that build their nuance understanding of the industry, and most importantly, builds their social capital so that when they do graduate, right, or when they are coming up on, hey, I want to apply to Harvard or Yale or university for a STEM degree, they are prepared and they have the relationships and the network to be able to execute on that. And I think that's what's really exciting about this work. And I think perhaps maybe the unique approach is that we're not focused on the curriculum side. We think there's some incredible partners that we work with that do that stuff. Universities are making incredible strides in that space. But where I think people, where it's a little bit harder, the higher hanging fruit, if you will, is how do you build social capital? Now that, to me, is like where this kind of work gets exciting. This podcast, Living Corporate, it's brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something. Y'all might not know this, but Living Corporate, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, ZacharyNunn.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate its fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. We have custom merch through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library, so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all on your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to learn more about Squarespace, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I'm going to ask, how do you do that in this? Program? Yeah, How are you? you up for that. <laughs> that's the question. It's all about networking. It's there's, But there's also this component. I loved what you said about confidence and identity. Do I belong here? Because without that confidence and identity, you don't have the the nerve 
to walk up to somebody who could sponsor you into an MIT program or can introduce you to a hiring manager at Google. Even if you know them, you wouldn't ask without that piece. So how are you marrying those two and pushing these, these baby birds out of the nest in that way? Yeah. So we have, we have, I think to understand SD2, you should probably understand our origin and I'll be super brief here and, and there's much more to it, but essentially I was born in New York. I grew up in Texas. My parents are immigrants from Colombia. We had some real financial hardship. Was lucky to get to George Mason for undergrad. My mother laughs because I pulled up with a can opener and a towel because I could, that's all she could give me and a pocket full of dreams. I didn't have sheets. I didn't have pillows. I didn't have anything because we just didn't have it. But with some hard work and some mentorship and some support, was able to then go off to grad school in London. And after grad school, was a management consultant, flying around like crazy, landed at a venture back startup out of the Bay, which is where I really understood how companies are formed and like this fast pace of this innovation economy. Was burnt out and about a decade ago discovered my love, a transition in a nonprofit and just discovered something that just spoke to me in ways that I'd never experienced in my career. Before I was at SD2, I was at an accelerator here in San Diego called Connect. And while at Connect, I was in charge of sort of external affairs, and we started a program called Connect All. And we took that program, it was our program, it was our diversity inclusion initiative focused on increasing diversity amongst our founders, executives, and boards of directors. I took that program from concept to about 4 million in funding in two and a half years to build the region's first diversity focused startup accelerator. And that's really where I got my chops, taking these innovative ideas around diversity inclusion, leading big teams, multi-year, multi-million dollar project, and actually execution, executing them. Because oftentimes what I see in diversity inclusion is you've got these like incredible ideas, but can you actually operationalize them and delivering them? That becomes tricky. And I think because oftentimes the language that's happening in industry and the language that's happening in community are two very different things. And so it takes a really delicate, needable thread to get that done. So you can see like my background. And then I was connected with an iconic entrepreneur in the biotech space named Bill Rastetter. And Bill Rastetter created, co-invented a drug back in the late 90s called Rituxan. That drug has gone on to save millions of, of lives in cancer. He is, if the company is used, the drug is used in over 5 million cancer patients. It's done 100 billion in sales since he created it. And then he went on to start and sell and start and grow a number of very high profile companies like Receptos and was a founding board member at Illumina and chair of the board for a decade. Now, I say all that stuff not to toot his horn, although I think the world of Bill, but I say that to say that Bill has access into an industry that's very difficult to access, right? The STEM industry is very closed off. It looks like the same type of individual. And so if you call up a company, you're probably not going to be received in the same way as if Bill calls up a company. It's just not going to hit the same way. So if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, if you're a community org, and you're like, hey, I want to create these opportunities for my students, right? You're not, you call up a company, Illumina, for example, that company may be super well-intentioned and you'll, but you're going to get a manager of diversity inclusion. That manager is going to have four or five different other organizations or teachers or principals that are reaching out to them. And they're going to do the absolute best they can. But when Bill calls Illumina, it hits differently. Now we're at the CEO level and the wheels start moving a lot different. And so we understand that's an incredible power in the space. Not a lot of organizations can tap into STEM leaders the way that we can. So we leverage that access to be able to open up the doors and then we create those opportunities for diverse students. And that's essentially what we do at San Diego Square. We've got four areas that we focus on. 
The first is community activation, which I think is a real key component to this piece about how do you create social capital? We work very hard to build a community and a community of operators. And so imagine an event where you have the head of the African Heritage Employee Resource Group at Thermo Fisher, right? The diversity inclusion manager at Meta, the diversity inclusion manager at Petco or Facebook, right? Meeting with the principal of Lincoln High School or of Morse High School, and then meeting with a college access program for underrepresented students and first-gen students. And so we host a quarterly event where we invite all of our key operators and all of our key partners to come together and connect. And the idea is to build, the idea is to really connect the people that are actually moving the wheels and bring them together as like a family, right? In that human way that you were talking to earlier. The second thing we do is we've got a fellows program for high school students. Essentially what we're doing across all of our programs is we're building a scouting network that goes hyper-local into high schools and colleges, identifies diverse students that have really shown an excellence and a, and a, and a, and a sort of affinity to STEM. And we have these scout networks where maybe it comes from a teacher that's your like science teacher that's like, hey, you know what? Amy's been tinkering on it and she's like showing something here. Maybe it's from a college access program that says, hey, like H is over here working on this coding and I don't quite understand. And so we built the scout networks to help us identify these high school students. We bring them into our programs and then we fortify them. We provide, a, they do a rotation-based program where each rotation they visit a different type of STEM company. So one week they'll go to Illumina to visit a medical technology company. Then they'll go to Neurocrine, a biotech company. Then they'll go to Viasat, a high-tech company. And then they'll go to Drata, a venture-backed startup to show them the real breadth and depth of opportunities in STEM careers. And then we provide them financial support, but holistic financial support. So we give scholarships, we give a food stipend. So each of our fellows gets $100 a month to provide food for them, fresh produce. They get transportation stipend, and they also get an experience stipend because each of them are paired with a mentor for a year. And we invest in strengthening that relationship. So we provide $50 a month for that mentoring pair to meet every month and it doesn't roll over. And so they can go get poke bowls and go on a hike. They can go to this coding panel that they're learning from. They can go to an event. And the idea is that we've got to invest in, in strengthening these bonds these students have with STEM professionals. And we have to invest in that. That costs money. And so imagine, it's pretty simple. If you and I every month, Amy, hung out and we had to spend 50 bucks and we had to do something for an entire year, what is our, what does our relationship look like after 12 months? You know me, I know you, we've invested, we've gotten gone through experiences, right? So now when it's time to apply for college, now it's time to apply for a job, what's that relationship look like? And so we make sure that we're investing in these sort of human connections throughout our program. So that's our Squared Fellows Program. We've got our Squared Scholars, which essentially is our funding arm for scholarships. The key thing here is scholarships aren't new. Uh, and so we, we, we really believe that money is not new in this space and that it can't just be about money. It has to be pairing this financial support with real human connection uh, that really makes a difference. So when we give out a scholarship, we see ourselves as strategic investors in these students. And so every student is paired with a year-long mentor to help that is a STEM professional that's working in the field that can help support and illuminate their path into STEM. And then finally, we've got our Squared Interns Program, which pairs paid internship opportunities at STEM-driven companies with college students that are ready, diverse college students that are ready. And so essentially, we built a scouting network that allows us to go hyper-local on campus. So beyond the career center, beyond the handshake app, and, and allows us to know 
who's leading the MBA program at Rady School, right? Who's the president of the Women in Mathematics Club at UC San Diego? Who's the dean of the STEM school at CSU San Marcos? And so what we're able to do is solve a real problem for companies where they post an opportunity with us. They're looking for diverse candidates. We can immediately put that out through our scout network of about 30 scouts across eight institutions that are local on campus. And now we're starting to collect real candidates that are diverse, that fit our profile. And then we act as an internal referral for the company. So now the company pulls that student out of the application pool and sends it directly to the hiring manager. And this is massive, right? When you think that 7,000 applicants will apply for 80 internship slots at one of the biggest life science companies here in San Diego. So now we're able to move that student from one to 7,000, which is probably gonna be cut out of the algorithm. And we're able to then pull it to maybe a, one of a few dozen that a hiring manager will definitely look at. And so we're able to increase those odds and we've had some really great success and we haven't even fully publicly launched the program and we've done some really great stuff with it. so you can see the pipeline that we're underpinning we build community on the front end gets everyone connected excited to build the mojo that's needed to really support this community that then feeds into identifying fellows and high school students that we can support as they're making that jump into college, really showing them the breadth and depth of opportunities. Then we provide scholarships with mentorship to ensure that they are belayed, that they are grounded to an industry, right? That there's no drop off, that there's someone that can help navigate to them. And then we place them in internships that oftentimes can become the gateway to full-time employee. And we do that. And hopefully over the years, if we can do that a hundred times with a hundred mentors, that's 200 people. You do that for five, 10 years, you've got 2000 people that you're starting to work with in your city. And then you can think about the, what the scale will look out after that. So that's SD2. That's how we do it. Living Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay. So first off, you didn't know Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stones offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Living Corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today, today. What I love about this is that it's not just, you're not just dropping them at the door and saying, good luck. You're giving them the same connection points that a well-connected person would have That's right. to do exactly what people have been doing in these industries for decades. It's just now different people can do those things. That's right. That's you don't right. have to and, be born and, with the access. You get it through SD2. You get it through SD2. And that's where Bill and our board becomes really critical because at the end of the day, Bill has made a lot of people very successful. Our board has made a lot of people very successful. And I think with diversity inclusion initiatives, oftentimes what I say is that they move from community into industry right? It's usually someone that's like super well-intentioned community leader. That's like, we got to get into STEM. And then they go and they build this great, incredible organization on the ground, boots on the ground, the community, but they didn't make anyone any successful in STEM. 
So it's similar to like the VC. They always say, don't like cold call a VC. Don't call cold call an investor because they're not going to invest in you. Find someone that, that they know and have them make the introduction. And that's the same thing, right? It's like the, the, we really have built this organization to come from industry into community. And I think that's what's allowed us to be much more effective because we've got a real mandate in the industry. And so therefore, and we've built programs that align with the industry. So for example, you hear oftentimes like, I need a guaranteed internship. You hear that a lot in the community. No, no company that is scaling rapidly, no company that has 10K filings or investors that they have to report to is going to give you guaranteed anything because the market changes, things change, and I can't guarantee a slot. And even if I did, then what happens is it feels like charity. Then somebody who's running the internship programs, oh my God, I got to take care of Amy again. She's coming in today at two. And so we got to help her out. Like, hey, just spin in circles for the day and then leave and I'll sign whatever paperwork. But if you meet the company and you say, all I want is a guaranteed look. Oh, I can guarantee the look. And then if you're bringing great candidates, now they're going to really look at it, right? And so I think it's really thinking about your program in terms of how are you designing it to meet the industry, especially the STEM industry where it's at, and then working from there, as opposed to trying to build a, a community and then enter an industry that's essentially a port that's really difficult to access. And I think that's what makes our approach a bit unique. question about this is, so you've got this amazing program that is incredibly well thought out, right? From like a design thinking standpoint, you've covered every aspect of it. A lot of it though, seems to be, it seems to hinge on the access that your co-founder has mm -hmm. in this space. And as I'm thinking about what you're doing, I'm like, wow, they need this in every city, right? Yep. San Diego is not a major world city. It's a good sized city. Mm -hmm. There are lots of good sized cities around the U.S. How replicatable is this without having a bill? You think there's bills in every city. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, so there's two, two, two sort of responses to that. One is that we've already got interest to create Bay Squared, New York Squared, and you can see how this kind of can scale out, right? Because if you're able to create a model that connects academia, community, and industry, you can have a real powerful network for diverse talent, and everyone's looking for diverse talent. And if you would look at the chart, essentially, back to your point, we essentially are using Bill and the board's leverage right now and access. But the, over time, if we do this right, then what happens is less and less will need that access and more and more the student and the reputation will proceed. So that now when you're like, oh, you're a squared fellow, I already know you're a real one. And the, rea the hypothesis here is that no community has a monopoly on incredible talent, one. Two, we haven't been tapping into diverse talents, right? So there is going to be unbelievable talent statistically in these communities that no one else is looking at. And so what happens is you, if, you, if we're able to do our job well and connect these companies, because it's not a charity, we're moving away from this sort of charity foundation relationship to an HR talent economic case for what we do. We provide incredible talent to these companies. First and foremost, that talent just so happens to be diverse. And so what happens is now you bring, you're able to identify this incredible talent that then goes into your company and they're sick. They're amazing. They crush it. The company forgets that Bill was the reason why he opened the door. Now they're going to come back for more because they had this incredible talent in the first place. And I think companies are there. And I think the student and the talent is there. And so we've seen time after time when we place a student in an internship, they're over the moon 
because it's so, it, the person is an incredibly talented individual that just so happens to be diverse. And so the more and more you can permeate through these companies, the less and less you actually need a bill, right? You just need this incredible talent. And because nobody for the last hundreds of years have ever tapped into what's happening in Southeast San Diego or South Chicago, or you name the area in Indianapolis, for example, right? Then there's no, there's statistically, it's impossible to say that in all this talent, there's not going to be incredible people. And frankly, I think they have the grit they have the, the hardworking experience to do incredible work. And if they go and do that, then the reputation then precedes them and they no longer need the door. It's just opening the door one time. That's the part that they can't get in. Once they're in, we've seen time and time again what diverse people can do. We've seen Catherine Johnson. We've seen what happens to this guy, Greg Robinson, who basically saved the web telescope project from going to disaster. And then we just got these incredible images. That was a black man that led that team. That program was failing $8 billion over budget. And this black man came in and changed the game. And so we know what diverse talent can do if given an opportunity. So for people who are listening to this, who want to learn more, want to connect with you, want to support the work you're doing, where can they find you and what do you need? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So San Diego Squared, you can find us at sd2.org. That's the numeral two. You can email us at team at sd2.org. The biggest needs that we have are, obviously we're nonprofit, so I would be not good at my job if I didn't ask for, we're looking for funding always. So if you're a foundation, if you're a corporation, if you're an individual donor that's really interested in, in investing in kind of a new approach that's got a lot of legs, I think, please reach out to us. But really what we're looking for the most is the human cap. So we're looking for mentors, mostly locally, but we do take some virtual mentors. We're piloting to see what that looks like and how that experience can happen. So we're always looking for mentors. We're always looking for companies that are interested in hosting students, whether that be through internships, um, college students. So if you're looking for interns and you're really interested in diverse students, would love to connect with you, as well as site visits for our high school students. So if you want to host, if you've got a presence in San Diego and you're interested in hosting students to come and check out your space, we would love to talk to you as well. H, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story, your founder story, and this amazing program that you've created. And it, I'm, it always warms my heart, right? When somebody says, look, we're not just going to do the right thing. We're going to do it in the right way so that it sticks and it's sustainable and it's valuable for the long-term because that's where, that's where the real results come from. Thank you so much for the work you're doing and for sharing so much of it with us. Yeah, no, happy to, to, it's an honor to do this work. I feel very fortunate and privileged to do this work. And I would just respond by saying, thank you, right? And you are lifting the voices of so many people. And I think oftentimes there's incredible work being done. We do a terrible job of sharing their stories and lifting their voices and you're doing that. And so I would just express my appreciation and thanks for you for lifting our voice and our journey because it means a lot. I am absolutely happy to do that. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series, available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at any level. 
a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at any level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. That's it for this week's episode of the Including You podcast. Join me next week when my guest will be Dr. Olivia Cook from the Center for Economic and Social Justice at Miles College in Alabama. This episode of Living Corporate is brought to you by Blind. Blind is a trusted community of more than 5 million verified professionals from startups to some of the largest companies in the world, like Amazon, Deloitte, Ernst & Young, Goldman Sachs, Google, J.P. Morgan, Meta, and more. Blind's mission of transparency seeks to break down professional barriers and silos at work so that you can make productive change and advance your career. It's a safe space to ask questions and get the real-time insights and perspectives from people who know what you've been through. On Blind, you can connect and have honest discussions about everything from compensation, company culture, performance reviews, promotions, and more. You can also join your exclusive private company channel to chat with your coworkers about company policies and what's really going on at work. And because it's anonymous, you can be honest and trust what you read all blind. Download and install Blind from the App Store or visit TeamBlind.com to get access to the latest salary, company reviews, and interview experiences thousands of companies worldwide.